the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace on the porch with us. And um, we're ready to talk gardening with you. Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Okay. So, Trace, what's going on? Trace, I don't know. You know, we always say Trace on the porch, but I don't know that everybody knows who you are. Do you want to tell folks who you are? <laughs> no? Second. Let me pull this. No. Okay. You don't have to tell them who you are. Most of everybody okay. that. Okay. <laughs> he, he, in some ways, he's affiliated with the nursery. Yes. <laughs> okay. But we can't tell you now. But soon, someday, you'll know. Well, what's speaking, speaking affiliated with the nursery, I got an email from Charles, our, the per- person that used to be affiliated. Very cool. And how's he doing? He's in Florida. He's doing okay. And he made sure, he asked if we were okay. And uh, his daughter's, <laughs> he writes me about his daughter's problems. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm honored that he... Yeah, he writes me for that. But uh, he didn't write me to answer that question. Why was that? <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, uh, he's in Florida with his daughter and I guess grandkids too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I wonder if he listens. Huh? I wonder if he listens. I don't no. know. We can find out. Charles, are you listening? Give us a call, 866-308-8867. I, d- I doubt if he does. Okay. It could happen. But anyway, he's, he sent me a picture of his daughter's tomatoes, what was wrong with them. Oh. But I couldn't open the picture. I don't know what the hell no. that is. We made some assumptions. <laughs> you know what Use, say about that? User error? No. no. Oh. Yeah, about yeah, the picture. Yeah. Oh. oh, oh. He, he said it had been raining down there a lot. Well, he is. Okay. And so I'm at, and it's a time of the year where that uh, early blight or uh, the leaves start dropping from the bottom up. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah. Well, we couldn't see the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I didn't understand. <laughs> so we're, well, Charles, you can email me the, email me the picture <laughs> at uh, Milton at KLUP.com and I'll get it to Jerry. Yeah. In case there's a user issue here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'll uh, I'll write him back with a with a guess on it. But uh, we have a tomato solving page on plantanswers.com that uh, shows uh, it was actually it's actually on Aggie horticulture, but. Uh, 
it it talks about some of the problems you can have with tomatoes, and shows the uh, early blight. Shows pictures. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, pictures. yeah. It can show a picture, and uh, it's well. Uh, I think Ortho did that. Did that web page, but uh, but they don't give instructions on how to control it, which is with daconil or uh, chlorothalonol, which is the same. And uh, don't, don't we have a or a combination thing? Mm, no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we do have that product. It's uh, oh, okay. the product's name is called fun- funginil. Funginil? But that that knows what it is. Yeah. That's weird. Because we used to have Funginex for the roses. Yeah, but that was systemic, so. (laughs) But anyway, so I'll send him some. Don't don't start with me, Milton. You want people people to be able to hear you, right? Uh, No. Oh, okay. Uh, But anyway, as I walked through the uh, nursery, looking at what's going on, you're taking up a lot of sh- uh, table space. Those damn zinnias. <laughs> yeah, more with the vinkas. Uh, yeah. Where, where's already, all these zinnias? Uh, uh, <laughs> I see a, cor- a the, corner. They're right, they're right there at the, at the entrance. Right before so, the sale. So, some people Cash would resident. say that those two are the best summer plants around. Oh, vincas and zinnias? Yeah. Some would say. They'll oh, eat the yeah. hell out of them. And they, uh, At the vinca? Yeah. No, no. Zinnia. Zinnias. Well, the, <laughs> the vincas do a really nice job here at the nursery, but the zinnias don't stay long. People <laughs> buy them to put them in their garden. Yeah. Uh, the deer get in there and eat I'm them. beginning to suspect Calvin is being paid by the <laughs> Zinnia Council. <laughs> well, but uh, now, Trace, uh, it was hard for him to persuade me, but uh, he has now brought it to my attention that there's a, a hundred... Porter weeds. Probably more, probably more like 200, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and so if you're looking for something, to uh, a source for uh, nectar for your butterflies. I, I wish I had them last week when that lady was trying to find something for their wounded butterfly to shout <laughs> out on. Yeah. All she had to do was bring that up here, and I would no. whisper to her. Please do not bring, bring oh. your butterflies <laughs> to you do a clap with your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry has a way of talking to them, so they stay very still. I talk to them for very long to take pictures. So that just uh, that's a red, the red porter weed, and uh, they're just going into bloom and looking good. Did you see so. that? Did you see that deer in the headlights look that he was giving me when I kept telling him they're there and he couldn't see them? <laughs> oh no! Was he? Oh, it was. It was there. It's like. I don't know. I was expecting something a little more airy. <laughs> what does airy mean? <laughs> Open. Open. Oh. And you got some uh, watermelon transplants. Out All right. Ju- uh, 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 ju- uh, Jubilee, uh, which is a good melon. It's a striped melon, and it's elongated. Longed. Funny story about watermelons. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> my my grandfather had paid someone to seed the pasture one year. With watermelons? No. Well, 
Oh. Not, not intentionally. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure which. It was. I'm sure it was some kind of Bermuda. It was something the, 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 for the cows because uh, I guess yeah. they went through drought and there wasn't much to eat, and he was having to uh, use too much of the, the hay stock pile. Yeah. And uh, it was maybe four, three, four weeks later, and this is not a joke, probably about 50 acres of watermelon oh, came up. Oh, man. Holy where, cow. Where was this located? Pawnee, Texas. That's where's, good watermelon growing. Where's Pawnee? That's... Uh, Kennedy, Three Rivers, Beeville. Oh, okay, right yeah. General vicinity. Yeah, that's pretty good watermelon growing now. Did they, did they actually mature and I, harvest I think, watermelon? I think the cows ate them. Yeah, the cows ate them. <laughs> they ate watermelon? Uh, oh, yeah, big time. Oh, okay. I, guess, I think they bur- uh, bust them open. with their, Well, uh, we, we used to take our rotted pumpkins and give them to one of the ladies that worked here that had uh, horses. Oh, oh yeah. They well, like those too? And yeah. fo- and folks in neighbor in uh, neighborhood with deer, they uh, they don't throw their rinds away. They <laughs> throw them out in the front yard for yeah. the for the deer. Hmm. At least in my neighborhood. They do. <laughs> uh, they're still feeding the deer over there. Oh there, gosh! Right? <laughs> right, I got, to, to oh, give yeah. the number out again: two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We need blue bonnet reports. People who still have blue bonnets. What? You got one blue no. bonnet? I got like three or four, and there were more coming up today. Ah. Is this blue bonnet some freak what, of nature? What a, I've what got about, summer blue uh, bonnets. What about Coreopsis? Boy, they look good right now. Coreopsis, yeah. too. Let's see. What with, else? With all so, this. Coreopsis and blue bonnet reports. As does anybody else have blue bonnets that are started coming up again? I'm proud of mine. What's going to happen now, Matthew? What? The temperature is going to get hot, and they're going to die. Well, they they should have died a long time ago. But <laughs> no, those are seedlings coming up. Oh, are they really? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, we always have a certain percentage of uh, seed that will germinate rapidly, uh, especially if it huh. has moisture. In. So the the little pods broke open. Yeah. Put their seed. Wow. Okay. But uh, the good news is that all of, all of the seed, of course, doesn't germinate, doesn't sprout. And so uh, that's what we're looking for next year. Okay. So. Or year after, or for 25 years. But uh, Dr. Uh, Larry Stein uh, harvested all our colors uh, the other day, and he, he harvested them. I wrapped them in a shade cloth before the rain started, and so he was, he was thinking we'd never have done that before, and we were, he was thinking that uh, this water would go straight through that uh, cloth, uh, shade cloth, because it got holding, got a little holding. But uh, when he went back to get them, I think it was last week, uh, some were sprouting. Huh. Especially those on the ground where the water kind of stood. But uh, he was very upset about that. But uh, I, t- I told him we got what we got was better than what we would have had. So uh, I, see, I see it's changing. So I see you still got some uh, Oscar okra transplants out there. We do. <laughs> And uh, well, according to David, it's the best okra in, around. Is that right? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I, I wonder if that's because he can. If David says. Yeah. <laughs> if it grows, he knows, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is a, it is a, I'm not sure how to, it's a dwarf okra, but it still gets taller than David. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that means something because, you know, otherwise you could have an okra 10 foot tall and you can't harvest that. Yeah, that's right. And uh, people won't cut them back in the fall. If you got an okra like that, like a Beck's Big okra, and they get, what, 12, 14 feet tall? All you got to do is have a lasso and then just pull them back down. Yeah. I'm eager to see how the... When uh, I grew that thing, I did did that exact same thing, just like a cane. Yeah. Start at the bottom and then walk backwards. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, they're uh, growing them in Alabama. My, my in-laws are. Oh, yeah, good. they're gonna cuss you when they. <laughs> it's time to harvest. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be like uh, fit it, fit in with what's that vine that takes takes over? Kutsu. Kutsu, yeah. That'll yeah. be they'll be uh, equal oh, battlers. Yeah. Boy, and you can see. Speaking of that, you can see that as you drive to Alabama. Oh yeah, it's all over the place. Taking the country. Yeah, taking the trees. That's what you see. You see the, the trees along the highway, and you've got the some moron said it would control, thought it would control uh, erosion. Oh, but it don't. No, <laughs> uh, it really introduced to uh, feed cattle with uh, oh. as a cattle feed, but uh, quickly got out of control. Yeah, it's clear it's out of control. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that uh, okra looks good. It's 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 got a much longer shelf life than I would have imagined. Well, you've had that in it's all, it's two a, weeks. Well, I've got more than one shipment, but yeah. Oh, okay. It's also uh, I read I read about uh, in Sam Cotner's book, and he was not uh, overly enthusiastic about uh, seeding uh, okra. And he say, he said that uh, the seed the seeded in the in your garden would outgrow the tra- transplants, but these tra- these transplants are, are doing a, a <laughs> yeah a fine job. Now we do have seed for that too. Yeah, right. Uh, That's right. Inside by the inside cashiers. And uh, is it too late to plant them, or is it time? I, oh yeah, it's, it's time. plenty plenty of time. Okay. Yeah. The uh, okra likes it hot. Oh, okay. We haven't really got hot yet. No. Uh, a couple of days here and there. And it's free, right? No, sir. It's not free? No, sir. Okay, good for you. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we sell that for uh, uh, for the Master Gardener's uh, benefit. I think. Barry is suggesting a name for the new okra, if we discover any. Okrahoma. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I, I, I would try, Barry. I would go, but up, but up, but Oh, you didn't even get a but up, bump. Oh, man. <laughs> One thing about this okra in containers uh, okra is a tap rooted plant. And when, it, when you grow it in a container, that tap root usually disappears or wound around there and it's cut off. So that dwarfs that dwarfs the okra even more. Do the same thing with tomatoes and peppers. When you grow them in containers, they'll be smaller than if you grow them from seed. But anyway, uh, also let's see. I think you had some squash out there. I believe so. And but no, <laughs> uh, the grower called me yesterday. Yeah, yesterday and. Uh, 
told me to come by and pick up the uh, chili penguin seed. Why? That his refrigerator went out, mm-hmm. and he don't want it to be without in a without a refrigerator. Well, don't plant it because he doesn't have any available right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I so, to, sold I to, it all out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people wanted it. I told him I twenty, uh, 20 flats. Wow, that's four hundred people. Goodness, <laughs> so two hundred people if uh, each bought two. That's great. I told him that our promotion of the chili penguin peppers and the Rio Grande gold peppers went pretty good. It did. Well, whenever you sell out of something, that's a good deal, in it, uh, Trace? Yes, sir. Oh, well, then you start thinking, well, well how, many, how many more could I have sold, you know? If I yeah. Could. That's why I don't sleep at night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that pepper, you've got some other peppers out there. I think I saw one of those real hot peppers out there. Oh, uh, yeah, we had Reaper questions a while back. Yeah, North Carolina Reaper. Did you really? You saw one? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't see. I, I saw one one variety name that I assumed was a was an extremely hot pepper. But uh, I'm am glad all the people bought those peppers, uh, chili patines, so we so they can report in and see if, yeah. if they turn out red. Or yellow, or orange, or orange. I'm starting to get uh, little flowers. Is that okay? Good. Yeah. But anyway, and I'm getting tomatoes. Did Billy say his big ones? He seen he was complimentary on my my ruby crush. Yeah. Well, somebody was saying that the celebrities, oh, as Bart Bart's celebrities are started to ripen, and of course everybody's BHN 968s and ruby crushes. Ruby crush, yeah. Gosh, they taste good, too. Yeah, they're really, really good. I wouldn't know. I'm sorry. Do you want me to bring you some? Yes. Okay, I'll bring you some tomorrow. Did you see his picture? Which picture? Of Uh, Ruby Crush. Um, I don't think so. Oh, I'll send it to you. Did you see his Blue Bonnet picture? Maybe maybe he'll... Maybe he'll uh, mark it so that you can see the Blue Bonnet. You can see the Blue Bonnet. Oh, Milton. (laughs) So we did really well with the Night Blooming Jasmine last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Calvin spoiled my fun, so today was going to be red porter weed. I, no. I, I wasn't going to tell him we had it till I, yeah. I said something. And then, the first thing out of his mouth was, I think you even paid him a compliment on something, and he's like, where is the... And I told him right over there. Yeah, yeah that's... What other, what other things are here for the birds? Uh, I mean, right well, I butterflies. Know, we got in a little bit of Greg's blue mist uh, over there. It's by, closer to the crepe myrtles, right on the other side of the red porterweed. Okay. I see that red porterweed, yeah. That's a, that's the a kind of dwarf one, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I think that one's the, the most controllable and yeah. better. I don't want to say better bloomer, but it's a steady, uh, more reliable. It's pretty, yeah, it's a pretty steady bloomer. Mm-hmm. Um, the full and it ma- makes a nice uh, looking plant too. Yeah, compact and, and it's the uh, right color. Tropical. Uh, we got uh, any uh, t- tropical? Uh, uh, there was some. I'm not sure. Oh, you had a whole. You still have some of the. Uh, oh, we got tuberosa. Bunch, we got a bunch of the tuberosa. Yeah. So if any, anybody looking for a, a native? That's a good price too. Yeah. That's a four inch uh, pot for a buck ninety nine. Yeah. And I, I bought, went ahead, after you told me about it, I went ahead and bought six and 
planted them in a corner of a of a uh, citrus square. And so, it's a it's an attractive plant, and when they bloom, they're very attractive. So I did get in something we hadn't had this year. I, I don't know why I really just love this plant, but Angel's Trumpet. All right. Oh, wow. So we got in four flavors, including including uh, Charles Grimaldi, yeah. which uh, the that, best. That's the best of the bunch. So oh. for those of you who don't know what Angel's Trumpet is, it is a pretty good deer-resistant plant. To no, understand. it is deer-resistant. Uh, and it has these long, dangly blooms. They're very <laughs> unique. And I think the yellow is probably the coolest. But I think there's a double white and a regular white. And I can't remember what the fourth color was. Yeah. Uh, could be pink. Very cool. So what size? How much? All that good uh, stuff. Five gallon. And yeah. I would be guessing. Uh, oh, Twenty-four okay. ninety-nine or twenty-nine ninety-nine. I think. Okay. Wow. And And they're... How tall? Have they got blooms on? Oh, no. Uh, that's them right there. So you're talking 18 inches. Oh, okay. On yeah, the, I on see them. 24 inches. I see them now. Yeah. They'll be blooming pretty quick. That's my thought. <laughs> well, we're uh, Dorothy's level to stop by the nursery now <laughs> and check them out. Yeah. She's still, I guess her, all hers froze down. They do every year. Yeah. And she's, she's, uh, her son-in-law and daughter are still helping her keep the garden going. Good going. That's the best thing to do. All right, we've got to take a break. While we do, we want you to give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Gonna guess right now you may be having issues with mosquitoes at your home. Uh, you can call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control and ask them about the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System. Uh, use it here at the nursery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use it at Walt Disney World. They use it at which is this is like the Walt Disney World of nurseries. It's the happiest place on earth for gardeners. I'll take that. Okay. Um, and Miami, I believe, uses it too, and lots of folks. And it's a really cool system. The mosquitoes go in, they land in the water, and then they they spread uh, the chemicals, the toxins in there, and to other leaves and stuff. Other mosquitoes land on them, uh, and they die as well. So it's a great way to do it without spraying, without fogging, uh, and it works really well. Spider-Man introduced it to San Antonio, and folks absolutely love the Care mosquito trapping system. And he'll do a much better job of explaining it than I did. So give him a call at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721 for Spider-Man termite pet and pest control. Or check him out online at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. Com. All right, our number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else is going on, yeah, guys? Yeah, Trace and I were just uh, discussing the uh, the plants uh, he's been able to get, and he got a lot of uh, firecracker plants. They call them firecracker plants. Uh, it's a, we, we decided it was a much un, unused plant. Because at this time of the year, doesn't it, look like much. It, it doesn't look like much, but that 
that is one of the most heat tolerant. Yeah. And I think it deer, probably deer resistant, too. Maybe. Where I've seen it, there's no deer. But, uh, <laughs> and Milton, this stuff can take the heat so much. You see it in the middle of, like, a medians between parking spots. Yeah. Oh, you, really? You know how people leave their cars running while they're Yeah. In? Okay, so it takes the heat from the <laughs> asphalt, the heat from the cement, yeah, wow. the heat from the cars. And never stops blooming. And still blooming. keeps blooming. Oh, that's cool. And, and it's, it's red. It's not even a high-water consumption plant, either. I think there's a pink one somewhere. I think these are orange. Orange? Orange. And it does say Why fire. Why did you get red like we're uh, supposed to have? I think it's orange. Uh, <laughs> so Milton is a firecracker fern, even though it has no relation to fern. But oh, okay. To a lot of people, the foliage has a ferny look. Yeah, it looks. It looks, it looks ferny. ferny. It looks ferny. <laughs> you setting I, up for that. I, I, I was trying to get that pun in, but y'all beat me to it. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Where is it? Um, I can't turn around. It's uh, right there. On the ground. There. Oh, I see it. It's in the three gallons. It does look ferny. Yeah, <laughs> but I've I've seen massive plantings of that thing. Uh, like like Trey said, it, it, that people use it in parking lots in containers, uh, which probably get irregularly watered. And uh, James Spivey actually crossed one that he called Rosalia and it had a it looked just like firecracker fern but uh had a bigger bloom I don't think he had an orange or not this is a Milton proof plant <laughs> oh alright <laughs> oh yeah I think it's everybody's a proof plant there are we, people that are worse at gardening than I am <laughs> and then uh, inevitably yes <laughs> and and you asked how does it spread it spreads by... Did you uh, ask, Milton? No. <laughs> I didn't ask. Uh, somebody must have been. It spread by its underground root system. Okay. It, uh, I mean, it doesn't recede all over the place. But uh, we had one plant in the greenhouse over there where we do our work. And uh, what somebody brought in, I think it was David, brought in uh, one pot of it. And so it was in a plat you know. The entire greenhouse floor is now it. Correct? Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> and we we wanted to grow some, so we actually had to dig it dig it out of the floor. And it took like I mean it's easy to spread, but it spreads pretty much by itself with that massive root system. The firecracker fern. Firecracker fern right there. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> I, I do have one more surprise. Uh -oh. I, I was going to save it to next hour, but, you know, I figured I'd go ahead and uh, I got in some variegated ginger. All right. Ooh, we've first had people, I know first we've had people. batch of the year. Yeah. We've had people asking about that. They're, they're not big, but uh, I'm still I'm still proud we were able to get some. Yeah. Well, they're grown in a greenhouse. Those things would freeze to the I'm, ground. I'm going to assume <laughs> that this, they were bought. And recanned up into a bigger can, and once they rooted, they sold them to me. Okay, that's what I'd guess, but I could be wrong. <laughs> well, I like I like that ginger. What what is it? We've had quite a few people getting antsy about roses now. What is the timeline? Do we do we have any prospect of a, of a rose host? You know, normal rose availability? No. Uh, <laughs> So most of the vendors, if they have it, they're limiting what we can get. So oh. we'll use a knockout as an example. 
almost every vendor says, well, you can have 20 because i got to give 20 to everybody. <laughs> so they want to play fair, even though I say I'll, I'll take them all. Yeah. yeah. They weren't trained by Wetzler, no, were they? No, no. <laughs> first, first, first person that wants to take them is who ought to get them. But <laughs> they want to be fair, so uh, that's what I'm stuck doing. I know, and I know that keeps you awake at night. It does. It? I, I have a hard time <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> so much on your mind. It would have, Mr. Wetzler. <laughs> he, he would probably sneak in there at night and get them or something. But uh, I also see, and we talked about it off of air, uh, a lot of uh, Gold Star Esperanza. Mm-hmm. And, um, not blooming yet, though, Chair. Not blooming yet, but uh, the fact that they have them is amazing. We also got back, I know that sounds funny, but some Metabolist Roses. Oh, so wow. Apparently our landscape department took a bunch of them from me, and I didn't know. No, and, what? And I guess the job fell through, so they brought them all back uh. to me last week. <laughs> so that's my favorite rose. Did you, yeah, char- no, you, <laughs> Did you charge them extra uh, to I bring just said, them back? I just said thank you. and, uh. and uh, <laughs> Don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we, we're we very much, uh, because the, the people that uh, we worked with for years, to keep Gold Star Esperanza pure, uh, no longer have them. So, uh, but another nursery has stepped up and uh, are now growing <laughs> the true, the real uh, Gold Star Esperanza. Now, we used to say uh, that, <laughs> that uh, you don't buy them if they're not blooming. But this year has kind of changed that. We also said during that same conversation, if you want the true Gold Star Esperanza, you need to get it at Millburgers for sure. Because we worked with those nurseries, that that nursery that is still producing them. Doesn't uh, Greenleaf have Gold Star? Sometimes. Yeah, I think they do. But so, anyway, we so we got to have a source. You, you, you do realize there's a plant shortage going on, right? Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't tell it by looking out yeah, here? Green, green leaf's availability is only like 20 lines, but it's normally like 200 lines. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I see you got some beautiful uh, bush more, um dwarf Mexican petunias there. That's uh, It's got to be one of the more popular plants next to plumbago. I think we saw more plumbago than yeah. anything. Yeah, the yeah. plumbago started to bloom out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it fell back, I imagine. Oh, gosh, yeah. But yeah, it's coming back of, from the ground. Yeah, a lot of people were worried that that was not come, but I think almost every plumbago yeah. has come yeah. back. Are you getting reports, Trace, of uh, other things that are are kind of showing some life now. I see a lot of sago palms now that are... I'd say at least 50% of the sagos survived. Yeah, yeah, it's surprising. I see a lot of them. And they, they come back quick. Once they come... Once yeah, they once they start. start yeah. Yeah. And it's an attractive process. Yeah. yeah. Color is distinctive in that orderly re- reproduction of foliage. <laughs> I saw someone post online that they're, um, they had to replace their uh, mountain laurel. 
because really? it died. Yeah, but I didn't think. I know it didn't bloom, but no, well, a lot a of mine had some issues. The, oh, sm- really? the smaller they were, the more they had issues. Oh. But we protected all of our five gallon and our fifteen gallon. The ones, right. that, the ones that we couldn't protect are where the issues were. So that'd be like the twenty inch boxes and the oh lord, the nice larger ones. And we've brought a few of those back down, um, but a lot of them are maybe years to recover. Oh, yeah. If oh, at okay. all. Okay. Well, and it, it, we didn't see one bloom, I don't think, this spring mm. from on it. And, Except uh, for the ones that Trace had out here. Some, yeah, fo- some uh, foliage was knocked off, but uh, almost every one I've seen is, is uh, repairing itself. So. Vitex. We hadn't oh. been able to get Vitex pretty much all year. And I found some 15 and 30 gallon. They're, uh, subs- they're in very color uh oriented little tree and they're in full bloom yeah and they're blooming around town oh yeah look pretty that's cool <laughs> uh how much of the variegated ginger because i know we were off the top of my head i think they're 24.99 okay no no how many and how oh, many i did... think i got 200 but okay <laughs> uh, that sounds like a lot but no because no. people have been asking about them yeah so yeah they're they're really great for the shade I had a lady look at me funny when she was once star jasmine. And I, yeah. And uh, she said, well, you know, I'll, I'll come back next week. And I'm like, there's only, there's only 600 here. I don't know if I'll have any next week. Yeah. That's not a normal thing to think. But no. this, this year it is. Yeah. That's right. Everybody buys. Well, everything that we've, uh, like all those all those butterfly plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these huge lines there. And then we come back the next weekend. And <laughs> we're talking to somebody about it, and I kind of point down there. Wait a minute, they're not there anymore. Where are they? they so yeah, they, they've been moving fast. I think you sold all my very fragrant uh, jasmine down the hill there. Yeah, I used to enjoy walking up through the the star jasmine's there. Yeah, star jasmine. About five hundred. Was six hundred yesterday? It's only five hundred today. Is that the, the real fragrant one? Uh, it's pretty fragrant. Okay. Now we did sell all of the the night blooming jasmine that we talked about last right. week. Good. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I tell you, we'll take a break and uh, take it. It's opportunity to take a break real quick. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, let's uh this is the kind of weather that you're uh you know, we always talk about going out on your deck on the sunny days, but this is the kind of weather your deck probably doesn't like. It's windy, it's uh rainy, it's wet. Uh you, your deck needs a friend. And that friend <laughs> is Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care to keep it sealed, keep it stained and looking good. So these doesn't the elements don't bother it as much. Uh, Barry is considered one of the experts in the nation on this. It's really I, I was I was so happy to to hear that because I've worked with Barry for a long time, and uh, somebody said, you know, Barry's probably one of the nation's best uh, experts in terms of deck care and stuff like that. So uh, give him a call; he can help you out. Deck and patio care by Barry Hagendorf. That phone number is two one zero eight two two. 
9147 9147 or deck and patio deck and patio right, I'm sure I'm sure Milton says the same thing kind of similar things about us John. oh yeah, yeah absolutely he's worked with us for years and years and yeah and we're re- You're one of the nation- in our field our <laughs> <laughs> Our experts today are Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. <laughs> Thank you. I've worked with them for years. They are renowned in their field and considered the nation's experts on something. So, uh, <laughs> and if you don't believe it, we'll tell you. Zinnias and Vinca. That's right. <laughs> or is there Zinnias and... Uh, uh, let's see. What would what, be good for Jerry? <laughs> I like, I like uh, Vinca. Yeah, and again, I'll say it again. I said it last week. It amazes me. So there's a. It's a little heavier than a drizzle. There's <laughs> still people out walking around, no umbrella, picking up plants. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. great. It's just uh, moistening their hair. Yes, it is, and their plants. Yeah, it's a weird looking rain because it's uh, the wind is strong enough that it's just kind of blowing. Yeah, how you like my haircut, Milton? You look sharp. How long has it been now? <laughs> Two, three years? <laughs> yeah, feels that way. Uh, I, I couldn't stand my Willie Nelson ponytail yeah, okay. anymore. And so I, I, I ventured I, out. I, I, th- I kind of thought you were looking like Coach Popovich or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I told that hair, hair stylist or whatever you call it. Oh, you're stylist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, First of all, I when I went in there, I told as much when you yeah, when you get stylist. I told her to get a get a big garbage bag, yeah, to put all the hair in that she cut off. No, no, I understood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did she need that big garbage bag? No, no, I don't think she did. Okay. Uh, she she said there were a lot of people coming in yeah, like that. that. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, so I was glad to get rid of it. Back to my old. Old style of old person's haircut. Looks very nice. You should come uh, <laughs> see Jerry today here at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you come by, say hi and admire his haircut. I might ought to take a picture and post it, shouldn't I? Oh, you should. You should have taken a before and after. I know it. Nobody will ever believe that. No. Uh, anyway, uh, we get, you know, if we don't get enough questions from plantanswers.com, we have people that send us questions to answer, mm-hmm. such as Milton. I sent you a question? Yeah. Oh, I sent you a question for someone that emailed the, uh, that, that the station? did the chat on the station. Yeah. Okay. Can I use Weed Be Gone to kill Bermuda grass growing around my dwarf pampas grass? And then Calvin jumped in there and says... <laughs> Fool. What what does the label say? Yeah. Who reads the label? Nobody reads the label, Kevin. There's probably a phone number for customer questions if the label does not address it. They may say that since it does not address dwarf pampas grass, you can't use it for that species. Some folks would, would equip with a small amount. Some folks should experiment with a small amount. I suspect it wouldn't hurt it. No. And I know uh, the uh, post and fusillade and rest be gone. Post is what I've been trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> okay. po- 
I don't. Th- do they still have a label on posts? I don't. I, don't, I think it's all sold as uh, uh, grass be gone. I don't know. I still got jars of fusillade. <laughs> yeah, fusillade. But anyway, uh, that wouldn't. That would definitely not hurt the. Uh, and the, the, Go the, the, but those, uh, generally those phone numbers are pretty easy to communicate yeah. with, and they're and they're uh, real reliable in terms. They, they would say the thing almost the same thing yeah. Jerry said. said uh, I don't know about weed be gone. I think that's got a two four D product in it, doesn't it? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I think, think I would stick with fusion. Oh, weed be gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, weed yeah. be gone. Yeah, I, I think Grass I would be gone is the one. Yeah, 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 that's right. And 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 that's on the shelf right next to mother-in-law. Be gone. Is that right? Yeah, you can see it right there. Huh? How's that work? <laughs> and Look at all these supplies, Mary. Has. <laughs> Man. And Calvin, uh, let's see. Calvin, I mean Milton said we got this from Susan. Yeah. Hi, Susan. <laughs> Maybe Susan's listening. Whoever that might be. Yeah, I hope you're listening, Susan. I hope that helped you. What is the prettiest lawn I've got in my neighborhood? Oh. What in is the front yard. What is the prettiest? No, it's uh, oak sprouts. Oh. Hmm. That I cut all the time, mow all the time. Those suckers, <laughs> I haven't mowed uh, or had it mowed in a, in a while. And they are beautiful, light green, thick as hair on a dog's back. Huh. Yeah, the horse service is doing a, a good job. Now yeah. Too. Now it's got a little rain. And the uh, at the, we talked a little bit, I think we did, about the uh, our winter weeds. Yeah. Resprouting. And oh, the, yeah. The rescue grass. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, uh, you know, we've quite often we've dis- described the... You see, if you got rescue grass or the uh, blue grass in the future, in the oh, out there, and the, you look in there and it looks lush and green, mm-hmm. and uh, and it moves that way too. As you get closer, especially now this time of the year, it's, yeah. not, it's not as lush as it looks because you you do have your. Your San Augustine and, or your other grasses that are coming. And in. you see some uh, seed stalks coming up. Yeah. That's why you need to mow before so, that seed matures. But, but I, I think the uh, the mowing is the key still. Yeah. But, but you, you don't want to mow the uh, annual bluegrass. You, you want it to produce seed. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, so you have a bluegrass, do. annual bluegrass lawn next year. Now, I don't. Winter. I don't remember what the formula is, but I don't remember annual bluegrass ever being short of of seed for uh, <laughs> sustainable winter lawn. Oh, there you go. It's, yeah, uh, it's uh, it is uh, it is hard to collect. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, Jerry did a conducted experiment several years ago <laughs> to do it, but he was not. You're not the only one, you know. Those, yeah, the folks at uh, oh gosh. Uh, but I, <laughs> no, the native native plant folks have yeah. tried to collect seed too. But uh, I looked on the internet all over it, and uh, as did uh, our Austin uh, researcher up there, Dennis. And uh, 
we couldn't we could find ways to control it how to get rid of it but uh i only fi- they i only found mention of one golf course that uses uh, annual bluegrass well i actually called i guess this was a year plus ago uh what is the name of the place in austin that uh, where the the president's wife Oh, Lady, Lady Bird Johnson, Lady, yeah. oh, uh, Native Plant yeah. Center, Wildflower. And, and I talked to their one of their horticultures, and they they were really, they had gone through the whole that same process, is and that had right? the same results. Yeah, it was a really interesting <laughs> discussion, they, and they had come to the same conclusions that we had. That yeah, the, the easiest thing to use it for was a yeah a winter lawn. That bluegrass is beautiful, and then. Uh, Let's see, uh, uh, Billy McKenzie, other than his tomato pictures, yeah, has also sent a beautiful picture of uh, Asian jasmine. He, he writes, I cut my Asian jasmine back with a little battery-operated mower, and it's coming back. Yeah. And he sent a beautiful picture of it. It has re- uh, re- re- reoccurred. Recurred reoccurred but uh anyway the uh the interesting thing i'm worried i'm wondering about is uh you know my asian jasmine which is 30 or 40 years old closer to 40 uh, it goes up the trees of my oak tree live oak trees and i mean big time goes up those trees and, of course, gets on the fences and everything else. The ones that go up in the tree used to have jasmine's fragrance. They actually bloomed if they went up the tree, uh, as does fig ivy and things like that. But uh, I'm thinking that freeze took them out of the trees because hmm. <laughs> I've still got a lot of brown. But I don't see any growing growth up in the in the tree, and if it did that, and the leaves are beginning to fall off the part that's frozen, that's the best thing that ever happened to me, because I, you know, I was worried about them taking over the trees and everything, and trying to get that out of there would be a nightmare. But maybe Mother Nature did it for me. Well, I'm t- cat's claw, they did. <laughs> but, but boy, if it's if your Asiatic jasmine is like the cat's claw, it's moving fast back up. There. Oh yeah, to f- f- cover the fences and go back up those trees. <laughs> Maybe I can uh, take care of it. Here's the, just the man I want to see. What I do now? That's always dangerous. Tree roots and concrete foundation. I'm considering replacing my wood deck with concrete and flagstone. Deck. My question concerns the very large cedar tree that is situated adjacent to the outer edge of the deck. Do I need to be concerned about the tree roots raising the new deck? It's a cedar. I don't think so. The cedar don't have a lot of above ground heat. I would would always vote for the flagstone because if something did happen it's easier to fix yeah and it 
in between the flagstone, if you made it uh, semi-permeable where you could, you know, it rained or you water, you could get the water better to the tree because the root system mimics the top of the tree. Yeah. So if they're putting it around a tree that's 20 foot wide, they really should be watering on the outer edges uh, to, to water that effectively rather than, in, you know, three foot around the trunk. So you don't think it'll lift it, I, that tree if root? They, if, they did, if they did flagstone, I think that even if it did, they could fix it simple yeah. enough. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen, or I don't remember ever seeing a, a cedar that's... Yeah, like usually that. the roots on cedar are not they, visible. You don't see them, yeah. I was thinking of my, uh, at my house, I've got a relatively large, uh, Ari- well, it's Arizona cypress, but uh, it... Uh, the roots stay hidden. It's not like uh, the live, you know, just right adjacent to the live oaks that where the roots are quite a bit invisible. You, we've been doing this show for how long? Twenty years or more than twenty years? Something like that. Twenty-two or twenty-three. And it it took the first five to ten years to get Calvin to say root instead of rut. Oh, rut. Yeah. Rut. But he's he's come around. This shows you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> His Minnesota Minnesota was coming through. <laughs> Root. Somebody wrote uh, wanted uh, uh, to buy Benny's Gold Flame Acanthus, but uh, with the great articles, <laughs> I mean, with the freezes we've had, that Aga. Agathansis? Agath... Anyway. Yeah. Flame. Flame. Flame acanthus? Yeah. And, uh... It's a good plant. It, it usually freezes down to the ground. But stand back because... It yeah, down, it's, it's coming. It's back up pretty <laughs> so, strong. I think the nicest ones I've ever seen are certainly... Wasn't that color. Uh, <laughs> Bass Pro Shop has that planted everywhere. Did they oh, plant yeah. it or did it seed itself? I'm going to assume that they planted <laughs> it because it was there on day one. Because you know I was there on day one. Oh, yeah. is that right? Oh, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't like about that plant is the way it reseeds. It's it's almost as invasive as a Mexican petunia. And uh, this this uh, one that we had, we got from the rose emporium from a lady that worked out there and uh, she she knew Benny Simpson who, who found it and uh, she wanted us to keep propagating it because nobody propagated but uh, we had about three or four big gallons of uh, no five gallons, ten gallons big ones and uh, <laughs> we had it at the back of the greenhouse and it has receded into half of the greenhouse. Huh. Owns half of the greenhouse. So it's growing in the on the ground. And yeah, it, it's on it's on weed barrier. Uh huh. And well, it's still receded. Well, mine. So would you call that good luck or bad luck? <laughs> bad luck. Mine has uh, started <laughs> out in the. I've got these uh, citrus beds with railroad ties, you know, with uh, mm. raised soil and everything. And I had planted some corners. And uh, <laughs> they, before long, a couple of years, I figured out they were taking over. So I t- 
dug them up and everything. Well, yeah, of course that didn't work. <laughs> Next thing I know, they're growing in the in the whiskey oh, barrels yeah. with the mm. with the citrus, and then they're every other they're every place in all the beds. Hey, they guys, produce a lot of seeds. We got to take a break. Get everybody caught up with the news. Our phone number two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. This is a hard break, Melvin. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866 308 8867, the number to call. Don't forget. Don't forget. Okay. Okay. Millburgers has got its uh, next quarterly blood drive coming up on Saturday, June 5th from uh, 10 to uh, 3. And uh, uh, we'll give you more details for that. But go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and you can sign up. Uh, we count on folks for that. And blood is in short supply. I saw um, I was on their website the other day and I think the uh, the the media release was they had a half-day supply right now, so if you can uh, just arrange to come so, on out. So don't don't bleed very much. Not, right? no, no, bleed for them. Go on <laughs> over and, and bleed. Uh, and the, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a, a $10 gift certificate, gift card to uh, over 100 retailers, and a collectible fiesta medal. So, uh, and then Millburgers always has a gift, too. And even some big prizes. So we'll tell you about that more when we get all the details. But it's June 5th here at the nursery. And your best bet is to sign up online. But I'm guessing now that things have become a little more open, uh, you can uh, also come the day of. But we'll find out for sure. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Rosemary is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Rosemary. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Calvin or um, it's Milton. That was me. You got both Calvin and Jerry ready to answer your question, though. Okay. You're on Jerry the air. Carson gave me an answer one time. My neighbor and I, we both had. Um, anyway, he told me my tree wasn't going, but hers like He said, "Well, just cover yours up or something, so you won't see it." Anyway, the point of mm-hmm. this is, I planted a seed from a grapefruit. A beautiful grapefruit tree grew up, I don't know how many years ago, and it was doing, producing grapefruit. Anyway, this year it froze. Is that the end of that? No, well, it's on its own root system, which is a good thing, but uh, the the top may have frozen, but it's, it's a good chance it's going to come from the root if yeah. it froze all the way down. Yeah. Now, I hate to be negative, but my two grapefruits, both of those froze, and I haven't seen any action Quit there. being so negative, Calvin. Yeah. But the, the, reality, this lady's heart. the remarkable thing is that the lemons and the limes <laughs> and the satsumas are, in fact, sprouting. Uh, so I can't, can't quite bit because I never even covered my, in the past, <laughs> my uh, grapefruit because they were so cold-hearty. What satsumas, where are they coming back? They are coming back at the kind of the mid-stem. Oh, the okay. So above, much above the grass. See, the, 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 um, 
the bark has marks up and down, the, you know, on the tree that are frozen, you know, white. Okay. Uh, when the, you know, when what, the trees... Go ahead. Well, what you want to wait for is uh, see if it sprouts anywhere from the ground or anywhere on the tree. Yeah, that's what Jerry's telling you on yours. Even if it comes up from the roots, it's going to be the same quality as uh, the one that grew there before. Yeah. So there's chances that it'll come up from the roots. Yeah. Some chances. And when they come up, uh, they'll be fast growing. And uh, what what we have trouble with is what I'm having trouble with, and what Calvin wrote about wonderfully in uh, today's paper, uh, page E. Yeah, oh. page E two, and uh, they talk about he talks about uh, how to recognize the rootstock. Uh-huh. My di- my dilemma. Uh, he 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 gives the. Uh, Easy one to recognize, and that's with thorn. It has thorns on it, rapid growing. Uh, look, <laughs> rapid growing, and it has thorns on it, and it has. Uh, if it's if it's satsuma, it uh, sometimes has uh, a three-lobed leaf. Will it uh, what, come up what, from the roots, though? Yeah. That comes up from the root, but yours is not grafted. It's from the seed, and they all yeah. come true. They all come true from seed. They don't. They do. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you know, it's I'll uh, keep. I'll keep watching. Yeah. Uh, now, if it doesn't sprout from the yours doesn't sprout from the bottom, did it, Calvin? What my <laughs> grapefruit? Yeah. No, it hasn't sprouted any any place. Now my my satsumas that I haven't cut down yet, each one of them have one fast growing sprout. Oh. Uh-huh. But but the, <laughs> which would usually indicate that that's sour orange because uh-huh. it doesn't have three leaf yeah. oh, But it's uh-huh. growing like a house of fire and doesn't have thorns. Huh. Uh-huh. So I don't know what to. Well, you can let, you what can let it is. grow a little longer. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. growing fast. When it grows over the top of your house, you'll, <laughs> say, you'll figure out what, you, what it is. Well, the, uh, I'll keep watching it. Is your tree great big? Is your tree great big? What? Is it, is it a great big tree? Yeah, it's a full-size tree. Okay. And it has area on the bark where it's frozen. No, okay. Uh, if it sprouts from the bottom, which I imagine a lot of people are having, and it's yeah. not the root, it's not a rootstock. Uh, go ahead and and like I said, take the top of the tree off. Uh, huh. Get somebody to take it off. <coughs> yeah. And and and. and uh, I'm climb up there and cut it. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, choose two or three of the largest uh, sprouts, you know, that grow in the yeah. best. And uh, take everything else off. And then those large sprouts, in a, in a year or so, you can uh, trim off 
all the other sprouts except for one that uh, will make you a new tree. Well, we'll see. I'm 91 years old, and I don't know if I'll live long enough to see this tree come back to life. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you got a good chance with it. When they come back, they come back fast. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, and, and the, but the problem is it'll be juvenile wood, and... Uh, it probably won't produce fruit for three or four years, at least. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you're just going to have to stick around. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stick around, or I'll tell everybody, don't cut that tree down because it's <laughs> great fruit. Just watch for it. Yeah, there you go. That'll okay. work. Thank you so much for your answer. Thank you for calling. All right. Good luck. I'm glad she didn't take Milton's advice. And that was not my advice. That was almost <laughs> Calvin's advice. <laughs> but right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, Calvin's uh, article today is good. They got a good picture with it, too. Uh, ice, uh, uh, icicles on there. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't inter- I had a little trouble interpreting that picture there's so much there's so much uh, activity in there yeah i think that's an orange you can see the fruit in the background oh did you see that? yeah but uh <laughs> the uh kevin writes about the trifolded rootstocks produce a thorny compact tree that is attractive no but the fruit it produces is small and sour and full of seed. <laughs> uh, a, the best, sour, a sour orange is a little harder to discern, but I guess it isn't as, as tough. Yeah. Uh, uh, the best action is usually to cut down the freeze-killed branches and shoots to make room for the new tree, for a new tree. There are some citrus trees, though, that are on their own roots rather than grafted onto rootstocks and are less obvious than trifolic. That's true. That's where I am. Some trees on their own rootstock even display thorns on the sprouts because the growth is a juvenile stage of the juvenile top. That's true. It's unclear, if it's unclear whether your citrus sprouts are viable, please reach out to Jerry Parton. <laughs> Don't me. be sending me pictures. <laughs> but anyway, he, he talks about, uh, I, I don't know if we got any pictures on plantanswers.com. Of I, thought, I thought we could do, we could uh just like we've done the last couple. Mm-hmm. Today was one, and then in the past, just kind of talk people through, and and you're not going to be able to draw a definitive kind of conclusion, but you can kind of say, uh, well, it's it's worthy of leaving leaving it go for a while to see it. To oh sure yeah. Uh, and uh, of course the trifolia. Uh, the, how how quick on a sour orange? How quickly that that'll take a little while for it to figure out if that's uh, like I said the the sprout I've got comes from the bottom of the tree uh, is rapidly growing. It uh, it's grown 
Um, Ten feet. Ah, are you yeah, serious? It's tall. Oh, wow. On yeah. each one of them. On each one of the different varieties of Satsuma. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd be pretty suspicious. I, be, I bet you that's uh, yeah. Sawarn. That's amazing. I was thinking of... <laughs> Oh, no, this thing is... At four inches or eight yeah, inches. Yeah, we, ha- we have that uh, problem of uh, those sprouts coming up out in our uvalde planting where we did the original uh, satsuma. And uh, Dr. Stein, has, they come up right in the middle of the tree. Now, these trees are 20 feet tall, 30 feet tall, and that sprout comes up right in the middle of all the all the foliage, and so Doctor Stein has to crawl under there with his chainsaw and cut it out, cut cut those sprouts out. Uh, otherwise, they'll take over the tree. Yeah, I had a had a lady uh, working on the greenhouse down here, uh, down south, and uh, she loved her citrus. And uh, she had them in containers. When you put them in and out of the greenhouse, and I looked at it, and it was half trifoliate and half the what tree she wanted. And uh, she said, "I." And I told her that I said this this tree needs to be cut back. And she said, "I don't understand how to do it. Will you do it for me?" <laughs> I said, "You understand? I'm going to cut this tree in half." literally in half but uh, the good tree will start growing better and maybe have fruit so uh i cut it back for her she she trusted me but uh anyway that was a there's also a good article in uh in the paper and you said i haven't read the whole thing on the front of this uh essay life uh and the yeah, it's got a yeah, picture of a yellow rose, and that's not Grandma's yellow. But uh, re- they interviewed some local experts. On yes, it. and of course, I always read whatever the people have to say. Uh-huh. But I didn't realize I learned something from this, and that is that snow has fertilizer, it has nitrogen. Huh. In it. Now, I know that rain does, especially if it's lightning. But I've never heard that snow had nitrogen in it. Should I look it up on Google? Uh, <laughs> there you go. Google knows everything, doesn't it? Well, when it doesn't know, it asks Dennis. Oh, okay. But anyway, my first reaction to that information was... Mm. I don't think so. Let's see what Dennis sends you. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, <laughs> according to FineGardening.com, oh lord. In fact, snow does contain nitrogen. Does it really? It says, yeah. FineGardening.com. Let's see. Is this old? For, oh, snow, a poor man's fertilizer. Is this fam- familiar adage, an old wives' tale? 
and highlighted that says, in fact, snow does contain nitrogen and other particulates. Oh, wait, what? what? Oh, I got an advertisement. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, it's an advertisement. No, I just, it's, it. Give okay, me well, a big advertisement. Yeah, it, it, it hijacks my computer. <laughs> Gives me an advertisement. So, uh, so it's got a little, I learned something by reading. Well, do you trust finegardening.com? Not really. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't. I have no reason not to. About as much as I trust the people. It that says, it, says it has other particulates too, but I. But then it cut it off. The. Okay. Okay. That's all right. Dennis, send him the article. <laughs> and then Calvin in his this week in the garden says, <laughs> "Oh Lord, don't uh, don't tell uh, people that we're gonna have spider mites, Calvin." Rain and lightning contain more nitrogens. There than you go. Okay. There you go. Now you believe them. That, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Calvin talking about spider mites again. Didn't the freeze kill all those spider mites? Well, they, 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 like they, they, the they might have free, uh, killed some, but I my expectation is that <laughs> they'll find a way to return. You think that they're not going extinct? No, I don't think so. We shouldn't start a society for spider mites? No, I suspect that... To uh, repopulate our gardens with spider mites? Statistics from agricultural studies <laughs> estimate that a result of snow and rainfall averages between 2 and 12 pounds of nitrogen are deposited per acre uh, in the U.S. Per, per year. That doesn't seem like a lot. No. Okay. Yeah, but that is when you... Uh, it, uh, what do they re- they recommend? Fertilization. Is it one one pound per mm-hmm. thousand square feet? Yeah, there you go. So forty one. That'd be forty one pounds per acre. <laughs> I'll send you the article. I know you'll be interested. Yeah, I am. But anyway, anyway, uh, Kevin recommends uh, to be uh, be proactive. Oh, there you go. Right. Be, yeah. be proactive. Be says pop, proactive. Pop, populations on tomatoes can be slowed down by applying a spray of two tablespoons of seaweed extract in a gallon of water. Spray weekly to the underside of the leaves. And that, top two. Oh, meaning please. each week or just do a poor job? Do what? Meaning to weekly. do weekly. Weekly, as in to do it each yeah. week. Each week, okay. Yeah. And uh, but you need to start early because this doesn't kill the spider mites. Just slows that process. It's now slow. if you st- if you uh, well you can. If I was thinking if you started now because most of our fruit is almost full size. Yeah. You, you might, if you don't have spider mites now, you you probably don't need it. Uh, but well, when it turns hot, yeah, they double their population yeah. every three days. And some gardens are just seem they have spider mites every single year. Yeah, like our our uh, horse herb lady calls in. She has a tremendous trouble with uh, spider mites. Evelyn, yeah, probably probably growing on the horse herb. But the, the horse herb is, is uh, yeah. strong enough to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but that's got to be a proactive. Now, that research was done in Florida. Uh, 
by a bunch of entomologists down there. And uh, what it does is it slows the reproduction uh, of spider mites. So if you if you want to if you feel good about being a birth control of spider mites, this is I don't want to get into the yeah, let's not get into the politics around. of this. Yeah. But uh, this this is a, the only way I know of to control them. Like yeah. Now used to uh, <laughs> the entomologist who's passed away now uh, in Uvalde at his talks he would he would we on the program together and he would just recommend uh, water spray you know spray it with a with water every so often but that gets uh. As well, as well as this recommendation, you can't get good coverage when those stupid plants get extremely large. Uh, and so the it get, getting coverage with either the water spray or the uh, seaweed extract, you need to be proactive and start it now while you don't have spider mice. Now, most people can't see spider mice until they've <laughs> built up a population that they damaged the plant. So uh, anyway, something to think about if you've had spider mite problems in the back. And it doesn't hurt the plants at all uh, if you use two tablespoons of seaweed extract because it's got salt in it. So you you wouldn't want to use very the much. The and if you do, if you don't have enough nitrogen from the snow, you can get it from. The right there, you go. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll take a quick break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right here at Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, real quick, Wild Birds Unlimited at Hebner and Northwest Military are your friends when it comes to helping you enjoy more nature in your yard. If you've imagined a yard where you can watch uh, the birds outside feeding and different, different species and cardinals and purple martins and maybe a sparrow. Brown sparrow. Maybe, okay. Maybe once in a while, or uh, whatever you want to watch. Uh, if it comes to San Antonio, if it's in here, they'll tell you how to set up your your home and your environment so that it's more friendly. That's what they do. They're problem solvers over there at Wild Birds Unlimited at Hebner and Northwest Military, uh, and they help people all the time with feeds, with feeders, with houses, with. Uh, uh, other items, too, like yard art and books and binoculars. Just a fun place to be, and they've uh, been doing it for a long time. They know what they're doing. And when you go over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Militaries, talk to Kyle and the rest of the gang over there, and you'll begin to establish a nice friendship with them. And they'll uh, they'll kind of get vested in your success. Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military, 210-479-BIRD. 
210-479-BIRD. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Yes, sir. I wonder if they've got any of those uh, Purple Martin excluders. From that your we can put on our spare houses. I don't know. We'll have to talk with Kyle. We'll, we'll next put week. those spare houses up. Those damn pur- the, purple Martins they get in there every over. time. I got to see if there's a purple Martin cam out there now. I don't know where are purple Martins in the season. <laughs> are they are they gone or are they? Oh, the purple, purple, purple Martins. Purple Martins. Yeah. Are they where are they, where are we now in their season? Well, they're uh, beginning to nest. Oh, okay. I'm going to go look under Purple Martin houses, uh, Purple Martin cams, so yeah. we can we can watch them, little cameras. and See if they have sparrow cameras, too. Oh, okay. I will look for you. Brown sparrow cameras. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> we, we were off the air. We were talking about, uh, I was reading about uh, Calvin's deal uh, in his article he says uh, uh, go ahead and fertilize now with a slow release lawn fertilizer such as 1959 even though it's nearly a month later than we would expect to fertilize but my (laughs) uh, what's left of my St. Augustine is uh, is really growing now yeah I cut mine for the first time yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It was nice and tall. <laughs> uh, but uh, the good news is there are, it's on sale over here at Millburgers. Um, and uh, theirs has a little bit extra sulfur and a few, uh, a few extra items in there. And uh, it's a slow-release formulation, of course. And uh, the, what they're doing this year, because of the uh, <laughs> fertilizer's gone up in cost, so they're selling uh, two 40-pound bags? Let me double check. 40-pound. <laughs> yeah. 30-pound? 40-pound. 40-pound. 40 40 40 40 for $60. Yep. Now, you say, what am I going to do with two fertilizer bags of... of uh, <laughs> Of 40 pounds. Jerry, what am I going to do with two fertilizer bags of 40 pounds? You're going to put one of them on your lawn. All right. If you, if you only need one. And uh, you're going to keep the other for everything else that you have growing. Such as? Huh? Such as? Such as? Vegetable uh, garden. Vegetable. Okay. Flowers. Zinnias. Yeah, the zinnias are going strong. <laughs> You know what I don't Bagonias. have. <laughs> you know what I don't have to fertilize. My oak sprouts. Oh, or your your oak. Well, I guess your okra too. If you fertilize <laughs> it just a little bit. Well, you said. Uh, let's see. You took Doctor Cotner's advice. Let's see. He says harvest okra when the pods are still in a crisp state on the plant. That means. <laughs> Uh, what, what I always tell people to do is uh, to check your okra pod, take a, pick a size that you have most of the pods from, and take a knife and uh, cut into the side of the, of the pod. And if you've 
hear crunching, which is the cutting cutting through fibers in the okra, is not usable. Mm. Well, it's it'd be gritty. It'd be uh, tough. And also, be sure to remember to cut all those pods off that are not usable. Oh. So yeah. it can keep producing. Oh, okay. And if you're growing okra, <laughs> and it has a big, pretty white flower on it, and uh, but all of a sudden, if your okra quits producing, what's the problem, Milton? In the middle of the summer, okra quits producing. Not enough fertilizer? No, fire ants. Oh, fire ants, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They, they crawl up the stems, and they eat, eat right at the base of the okra bloom. Huh. The, the pot. At the bloom. The bloom, yeah. And they eat, eat it till eventually it falls off without setting any okra. Wow. <laughs> Now it may if they if they don't do a very complete job of eating around the bloom. Uh, sometimes you'll have a short, stubby okra. Uh, I mean, a little short, stubby. Yeah. What used to be okra, but uh, cut all those off. Can you see? Treat the fire ants. If you have any left after the freeze. With, with uh, let's see. Didn't you say there was a spinosad? Oh yeah, there's uh, there's uh, products with spinosad. Yeah, active ingredient that can be used in the garden. Yeah, we also have a spinosad soap. What? Yeah. Well, you got to wash your okra down with it. No, but if the spinosad doesn't kill it, the soap will. Not the okra. Uh, <laughs> fire the, ants. The bug. How do you put it on there? Is it spray it's, on? Yeah, it's ready to use. Wow, never heard of such a thing. That's it's actually huge. become more, probably more popular than Spinosad by itself. Is that right? Huh. And that's that's new, isn't it? Relatively speaking. Yeah. A year maybe. <laughs> but uh, some people can't find the main mound to treat the main mound of fire ants with a with a drench. Spinosad All they gotta drench. do is get down on their hands and knees. Yeah. And- well, still you don't find the main mound because they just individually You, you find a couple of hundred of them. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so uh, I, I think the baits may be the best. Uh, you still got Amdro, right, bait? Still have Amdro, and I still have the Spinosad bait. Okay. So I think I would do the Spinosad bait. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Spinosad bait. Yeah. That's what the zoo uses to control ants. Because they don't want anything toxic around the... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's labeled for the vegetable garden, right? We used to... Yes. Yeah. And we used to have a... Uh, well, not here, but I uh, used to have a company that maintained the rest stops up and down the, the highways. And that was one of the things that they made sure was in their little hamper of stuff to use because you never know who's at a rest stop and mm. what you can legitimately use when there's people around. And that one yeah. was a good ant control. Oh, good. For there. But anyway, if if they're starting to bother you, uh, though that, uh, now I didn't know they had a spinosad bait. Well, now I know what we're doing. I'm sure that's probably not the better <laughs> choice, but, but the bait would be. No. Yeah. But uh, his, his crepe myrtle just fell. Oh. 
Two wheel. I think he was in a it was in a wagon and just. I'm, I'm going to guess it's a two wheel cart and. Oh, maybe so. No, they're picking it up now. They've rescued it. Okay. They're putting it back. That's pretty much. That's too. a pretty big crate, Merle. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, if you got them in the yard or whatever. Uh, you well, can, they, you can, but they, can, they can't be. They all got killed in the trees. Well, here. that's right. And I like it. We always tell, tell people, if you don't believe you have any fire, just throw a little big piece of raw hamburger meat at them. And if you're concerned that they may not be fire ants, you know, all ants in Texas are not fire. In fact, we have a native fire here. Huh. How did we get that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's native to the area. And some of our environmentalists were very concerned about uh, using the, the baits to kill the ants because uh, it would kill the natives along with the imported. Do you know we have native fire ants? <laughs> According to Dr. Jerry Parsons? No. Yeah. We have... I thought they I thought they came over on a banana boat or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so imported. Were they on vacation from Texas and then, <laughs> then they know. came back? What is, how, did, how can they become native? I don't know. You know how? I don't know. Naturalized, maybe native. Yeah, uh, naturalized so. makes sense. Okay, so anyway. But anyway, I hate joining the conversation in the middle because I'm <laughs> yeah. not necessarily sure what That's I'm what saying. That's what we're gonna do to you now. We're gonna just wait till you kind of come back yeah. and then just then just start saying weird stuff. So you're like, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> But uh, anyway, they'll get on that hamburger meat. Now, if you if you don't know whether they're imported mm-hmm. or native, and you want to check, you we can't we can't identify them here at the nursery. I mean, put out a little chicken fried steak and see if they go to there it. There you go. <laughs> so what you do is. Is when you see them on that hamburger meat yeah. that you put out there. Remember, the opinions of Dr. Parsons are purely his own. <laughs> Just put and your, do not represent those of anyone put, else talking on this. Put your finger on the hamburger meat and leave it there for uh, two or three minutes or until they eat all the flesh off your arm. This seems like poor advice. Huh? This seems like poor advice. No way. They, uh... Commissioner of Agriculture, and I forget his name. He's dead now. <laughs> it probably is. By, by fire ant. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But he stuck his, on TV, he liked to do TV, his hand in the fire ant mound and let him run up his arm. Yeah. So he's not he's not dead. He's just wearing <laughs> a straight jacket somewhere. Yeah. I, I always use a uh, yellow um, sock, a ball. I uh, well, you croquet ball, and they show up on that yellow little ant stick. You put, you take a take a video of them on their mound. You can't see the ants. So, uh, but you put that yellow ball out there, and they they always cooperated and jumped on that red yellow ball. Like a tennis just like ball? The, just like, no a croquet ball. Oh, okay. You know croquet, don't you? Yeah. Uh, it's a very old game. What know? is the difference between, does they like the wood rather than the, the I don't know. The it's it's wood. It. You know, croquet yeah. balls are wood. Yeah. 
a tennis ball got that little got some fuzz around. You know, you and your upscale lifestyle. You know, <laughs> oh, the croquet ball. <laughs> You know, be sure to use one that you have. I happen to have a yellow croquet. I got you. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You know, I'm thinking, Trace, and see what you think of it. You just let it kind of simmer, and you can decide. We should do, you know, we used to have Plant of the Week, and I know we don't necessarily do that anymore because it's been weird. <laughs> we should have, like, Tip of the Week. Like, we're, we're lucky to have any Plants of the weekend. You know, something because you're, you're very, <laughs> well, very I had, now, like, I had, like, three or four Plants of the Weekend today. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Actually, you did. Let's see. You had the Firecracker Fern. Yes. Porter uh, Weed. Porter Weed. Uh, we had the Angel Trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, What am I missing? Variegated Ginger. Oh, yeah, the Variegated Ginger. Oh, I miss that. I like that one. But yeah, you 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 know the product so well inside that we could you know, and what and what people are coming to ask you about. Think about doing like tip of the week. Okay. <laughs> now I'll think about it. You okay. can ignore. Sometimes him. he's kind of, he's uh, had a tough day, and he just gives you a dirty look when you ask him for the tip of the week. Oh, tell me about <laughs> tell me about the sods. Tip of the week is don't put your finger in the fire ant mouth. Yes. <laughs> that is the tip of the week. Well, Jerry, it's raining. Oh, over there? There, too. Yeah, okay. So, um, going to be my, short my, on grass. My guess is uh, another week. Oh, Lord. People want it, aren't they? Well, oh, of course. <laughs> I could sell five truckloads of St. Augustine a day if I could get it. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I was afraid that was going to be your answer. Uh Neil Sperry writes, uh, crepe myrtles, roses of Sharon, and other summer flowering shrubs, uh, you need to plant them as they begin to come into bloom in the nurseries. Do you have any roses, Sharon? Well, here, no. Okay. So, in January, I bring a booking in. Okay. All the Althea's, I think I'm going to be able to go through till. When they stop selling, so April or May. Okay. And sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. <laughs> and then this year was not a normal year, so every one of those stinking things sold before the end of March. Is that yep. right? That's good. Did you have my blueprint? Of course I did. Okay, good. That's been that's done pretty well. I had the blue uh, and I had the white. Yeah. Um, guess, uh, which, guess which one was left at the end, the last one? <laughs> White. White. <laughs> they took all the fancy colors and the and the blues first, and yeah. then the, the white just kind of. Okay. Well, somebody wanted Althea, and hopefully they want white. Now they, Rosa Sharon doesn't freeze in Tennessee, so I don't think they would freeze down here either. Well, I covered mine just to be safe. Okay. And uh, oh, it, you it, met at your house? No, here. Oh, okay. All four or five hundred of them. Okay. <laughs> uh, in fact, I think I double covered them, and uh, that was one of the first things that actually leafed out after the yeah, freeze. That yeah. and the other was hops. That, oh yeah, that stuff sprouted something fierce the the following week. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody asking about hops no. <laughs> after the freeze. Well, some of the beer people, you know, like well, to. only the beer people. <laughs> yeah, I guess David hasn't been through. Yeah, that. yeah, you yeah. know, David got, had a hop. Uh, hops tri- uh, stage there for a while. He's oh, yeah. growing them at the botanical presentation, garden. wine, yeah. Yeah, wine making and uh-huh. beer making. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the problem was uh, harvesting those things. I mean, the hops are a little bitty. 
little bitty round burr-like uh, structures. How much hops do you need to make like a batch of beer? A lot. I don't uh, have a good answer to that. <laughs> okay. Dennis, well, if you could find that information. For when David, David resurrects, we'll have to ask him. <laughs> wow. I heard from him this week. Did you? Oh, good. A couple times. Back you sure it was I, his voice? I even heard him on the radio this <gasps> this morning, I guess. Oh, okay. And I, I gave him a suggestion. Uh, he didn't take it. Uh, <laughs> would you text him a suggestion? Yes. Oh, he, doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't listen anymore. Yeah. Mm, uh, anyway. All right. Hey, we need to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. <laughs> Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace, and I'm Milton. Right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Um, yeah, so actually still a good number there's, of people, there's people here. people here. Yeah. Par- front parking lot's full. Yeah. But they're still parking in the back and on the, the, the second, uh, outside one. Yeah, the second outside one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they, we t- Neil was writing about... Uh, Replace your cool season color with moss rose, mm-hmm. hybrid purslane. I don't think you've ever sold non-hybrid purslane, have you? Well, the non-hybrid <laughs> would be what pops up in your yard right, naturally right, and doesn't right. bloom. <laughs> That's funny Neil put that. Uh, pentas and trailing lantanas, lantanas, copper plants. Yeah, if you like copper plants. Now's the time to plant them because they'll turn copper and red in the fall. But uh, most brilliant planting of that I've ever seen was at uh, Mission San Jose, I think. Yeah, I knew oh, a really? Franciscan monk that used to plant that underneath the uh, wooden big wooden cross. Right? Huh? They're they're spectacular in the in the fall. Purple fountain grass. You got any purple fountain grass? Bukus. Oh, is that right? I also have uh, not very many, but I do have uh, some of the Princess Caroline. Oh, um, the superstar. It's a few years back, but yeah, yeah. So that's the more cold tolerant of the purple fountain grasses. Just gets bigger. Yeah. And uh, firebush and other summer-proof bloomers. And your firebush, you should be seeing sprouts now. You're not seeing any? I'm not seeing any. <laughs> but it is not dead. I, uh, it will, it shall return. I, I had some sprouts on it, and, and they got hit again with the freeze at the end of the... Yeah. So I haven't seen any sprouts since. Well, my stuff that shouldn't have come back is coming back, and my stuff that should have come back huh. isn't. <laughs> so my lantanas and my firebush, not coming back. Did you have, how's the uh, bougainvilleas doing? Did you have? Did I, I had one in a basket, so I pulled it inside. Oh, okay. We have a neighbor that had a beautiful one, went right over the roof. Had? Yeah, I was wondering if that's a had issue. That's I think probably, everything else is coming back. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Just sad. But my pittosporum's coming back. Yeah. My, my philodendron is coming back. Oh, no. Got like two or three leaves on it now. <laughs> is that that? Well, it has a smelly leaves. Oh yeah, it's, it's when the when the relief rots, it's uh yeah yeah it's very fragrant. Yeah, <laughs> is that the same as smelly? Huh? Yeah, it's, fragrant. It's 
in a nice way. Now, yeah. did, do you, does that thing correct. spread a lot for you? Well, it been From there the for, no, we've been there for 20-something years, and it, it was originally actually in a pot and rooted through the pot, and I couldn't bring it in one winter, so guess what? It was stuck there. <laughs> and uh, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. I, at one point, it was probably six foot tall and yeah. ten foot wide out into the front yard. And it bloomed. It, it would bloom. It bloomed. Yeah. White. Yep. Looks like a little cobra head. Yeah. And uh, yours didn't spread by seed? Mm-mm, no. Hmm. Maybe we had a different one at the greenhouse. Somebody brought it as they wanted us to grow it. Uh, there is a new one. Uh, I don't have any called. I say new. It's relatively new. Called Hope, which is a uh, dwarfer version. Of the split leaf. Hmm. But it's, how's he, how do you spell that? H-O-P-E. Hope. <laughs> As in Bob. Yes. <laughs> Bob Hope? Yeah. It's not, Hope no, Bob? There's no Bob in the name of the plant, though. Just Hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got a question on May 6th, a little while back. Our Myers lemon is several years old, Kevin. Was. Planted in the ground. We were part of the winter storm, and it literally looks like a skeleton tree. Is there any hope? I can't see how it would kill the root, but with warm weather expected some leaves, but nothing. I think this is for Milton to answer. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Don't even, I'm not going to go there. Cause Kiss then I'll get, it goodbye, I'll get quoted on it. And this one I'll agree on. Okay. <laughs> but I knew he was wrong on a Sagos. Oh, okay. I just knew it. At least 50% of them came well, back. And, yeah. and you were the one that was also talking about the uh, Mexican bird of paradise in Point Siena. Are you still seeing them come back? Oh, gosh, neighbor? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had a picture of Jerry the said, paper. kiss them goodbye. I've been wrong before. My wife says I'm wrong all the time. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Theralis, I haven't seen come. I expect I expect it to be coming back. Another thing is well, the Duranta. My my Theralis out by the waterfall is still functioning, and I had like fifty, sixty of them that I double covered, and I just put them out for sale today because they're they're for Theralis. They look pretty good this time of year. Oh uh-huh. wow! Yeah, uh, somebody wrote me from. Uh, Dallas and said uh, they have a chinka pen oak bore problem. I never. I know oaks had a bore uh, problem in I the first place. I didn't either. Although I did catch one yesterday near my red oak, and of course my wife was all freaking out on it, made me step on it. Uh, <laughs> a bore? Yeah, it was a bore. <laughs> okay. But that, I planted the oak where my ash used to be, so. Uh oh. Hoping I could find uh, find help with my tree. It looks like something is getting into our chinkapin oak. Looks like it may be some boar. Would you rec- have a, happen to have a recommendation on what to use to get rid of the boar? I wonder if she's not seeing a uh, sapsucker down. Woodpecker down. Uh, she'd, she'd recognize sapsucker, but just regular woodpeckers, man. No. With the pattern, oh, the sapsucker is such a pattern, though. Yeah. He, par- I, he apparently I, has an idea. He just doesn't want to share. Oh, okay. 
I don't know. Are the woodpeckers particularly active now? Because all through when I take the dog for a walk, all I hear is. I haven't noticed that they are. Okay. They're there, but I mean they're raising young, just like Aww. everybody else is. Hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I can't imagine on the chinkapin why, why, why she would suspect it's a boar. I don't know either. She didn't describe what the other symptoms were, mm. dead leaves or mm. branches or anything. Mm. Said, uh, I think you turn that one over to Neil Sperry. <laughs> yeah. Said, my neighbor put up a split, a split fence. Split fence? Mm. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to block it with maybe hollies, but I can't touch, it can't touch her fence, though. Why can't it? Because she's a fussy neighbor. As long as the fence is all on her property. Yeah, but uh, I guess it's on the neighbor's property. Yeah, that's what I mean. I have about six feet of yard on that side of the lot. So, something upright. Does she like this neighbor? No. I can tell by the way this is written. Yeah, that's a standard Burford uh, night. I think I might accidentally plant golden goddess bamboo. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Neither one of them will be able to uh, see their fence. I drove soon. by a place the other day, way well, yesterday, and uh, I looked and somebody had planted clumps of bamboo uh, right next to their privacy fence inside the fence. So you could see different clumps of bamboo. And I showed that to Jeremy. <laughs> and I said, Jeremy, they'll be cutting stems off of that stuff in the house in three or four years. Unless they got the, you, have you still got that the clumping bamboo? Well, that's why I said golden goddess. So <laughs> uh, make about 12, 12 foot wide clump and then stop. So it'll, oh, okay. it'll, it'll only upset everybody a little bit, not a lot. Okay. Hmm. But it's not like anybody can go back and... And brown spots in the lawn. A lot of people were complaining about that, even the Neil Sperry. What should I do to fix this problem? What kind of grass? I'm at St. Augustine. Did you... I, I've had a lot with this rain and all that. I've had a lot of people with Bermuda. And then I find out that they kept mowing it about three inches. So when it reaches four inches tall and they mow it at three inches, it's all brown. Yeah. yeah. you got to... Cut it pretty often. All right, we got about 30 seconds left, so we're going to begin to wrap up. Uh, they um, want to thank you for listening to the show and being a part of it today. We're back tomorrow here at Mill Burgers at 1604 and Bull Road. Uh, thanks to Trace for coming on and visiting with us, and Barry for doing a great job getting all those calls on the air. Again, uh, Come by and visit us tomorrow. I don't know what the weather is. Are we supposed to get rain? Do you, we'll check it out and come visit us if it's not too wet. I didn't look that far in advance. We'll see you tomorrow on The Answer.